you know. So okay, at least that's from my understanding. Why? Well, I, I oh yeah, I get it. <laughs> so you're asking me what's on my mind, yeah. and what troubles me, what burns me, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. It's, it's it's no you know it's no pressure or anything like that. You know, it's just it's just what's was something that's kind of been complacency. Ooh. That's what bothers, I shouldn't say bothers me, okay? Because to say that it bothers me indicates that maybe I allow it to affect me to the way where maybe my blood pressure goes up or something like mm-hmm. that. So that's not what I mean. But what, I'm, what I mean by complacency is not knowing for yourself, okay? And I kind of alluded to that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that we should challenge everyone every word that comes out of their mouth as if they're lying i'm not saying that at all okay um but when we hear something especially when it's clear that someone is trying to influence us okay if someone is trying to influence you and whether you agree or not you have to ask certain questions well you should be asking certain questions in your own mind why is this person trying to influence me are they trying to influence me for my own good or for their own good? Okay. Like I said, I'm not of a negative mindset where I assume everyone's out to get me and trying to sell me swampland in Florida or something. (laughs) You know, I I don't believe that. Okay. But if someone is trying to influence me, why? Okay. Because if there's a benefit in it, I want to know what that benefit is. Because then I will be stronger in that. I will be thankful that they gave me the information. But because I know it for myself, I'd be stronger. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then conversely, if I find out that it's not all that it's cracked up to be, then I'm better for that also. Because mm-hmm. now I've done my own research. Mm-hmm. And in doing my own research, then I know that what's being said, even if they're not trying to deceive me, but it's said from a certain viewpoint. From a certain understanding but if i can get a greater understanding than that then maybe i can turn around and even help that person who was really trying to help me or influence me and so that's why i say complacency is the thing that bothers me because too many times we take words from others so and then we just run with it you know how many times do we repeat things you know what is this thing on twitter where you re- re- retweet uh, you know, I've heard of that. I, I'm not on that system, but I've heard. And people get excited because if you put a word out there, you tweeted something, then if someone else picked up on it and then tweeted what you said to someone else, then I guess the person gets all excited now. Because, mm-hmm. in other words, other people are taking what I said and they're telling other people as yeah. if it's, mm-hmm. quote unquote, the gospel truth. And so then you get excited because other people are validating you by retweeting. Okay. Right. right. So in, in the same manner, complacency to me works the same way. Where we hear something, we don't challenge it in our own mind, and then we tell somebody else as if it's 100% true. Mm. And then that's, and it doesn't matter whether it's religion, politics, you know, or anything. The problem that happens is, because you've heard it so many times, it must be true. So true. And we know that that's not true. But because it goes unquestioned, it becomes, quote unquote, truth. And in reality, it may not be. And people are too willing to just sit back and accept it because they don't want to do the work in finding out for themselves. Mm. How dangerous is uh, uh, a person or how can a person recognize that they are complacent is it is it and how do they know that because to me com- complacency is a negative mm-hmm. it's an absolute negative right mm-hmm. it's laziness to me or or may, maybe that's too maybe that's too aggressive right maybe but it, it, it can it can it can really branch off to a laziness you know okay well okay not every subject requires deep research, okay? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for example, if someone says the sprinkles on your ice cream cone 
are pure sugar, and then someone else says, no, it's licorice. Okay, I don't know if that even happens or not. Well, then to me, that is not of a level where I need to, to <laughs> eat. I don't care. Understood. Right, okay? right, 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 right. Right? So I'm not saying challenge everything, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. But the things that are important, mm-hmm. okay? But the question you asked is, how would you know? Yeah. Okay? Um Unfortunately, a lot of times you know only after you see the evidence. And sometimes if it's negative yeah. evidence, negative results, you know, results. Yeah. then you recognize that, oh, maybe I should have looked into this in more detail. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, sometimes you know it when you find yourself repeating a story mm-hmm. to somebody else. And then, you know, you have no depth of knowledge other than what was just told to you. Mm-hmm. And then now you're telling somebody else, okay? And then when you see that, then you have to say, wait a minute now. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just repeating what someone else said as if it were the truth. And then that's when you would realize, wait a minute, I don't know what I think I know. Okay, so now think about that with respect to politics, social things, religion. Mm -hmm. It applies to everything, you know, where... You just know it's true because other people have said it. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows that it's true. You know, everybody knows. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, you can find yourself getting into trouble. You know, everybody knows it's okay to do such and such a thing on your tax forms, right? Everybody knows it, okay? Until you find out that the IRS now wants to audit you because you did this thing mm-hmm. that you shouldn't have done. But you did it because you just assumed because you heard other people say, yeah, man, it's okay. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. So it's things like that where when you hear it and you say, I'm not so sure about that. Maybe I ought to check it out for myself. That's that's actually, that's probably 90% of the time. <laughs> you know, like. like We're lazy, you like you said earlier. And, and, and I don't think we always realize that we're being lazy. Okay? <laughs> because it's convenient to have others do the work for us. Yes. There's a sense of comfort and security in knowing that someone else supposedly has our best interests in mind. There you go. And because of that, I don't need to worry about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I get it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Why work when you don't have to? I, quote unquote, trust someone else that they have my best interests in mind. Mm -hmm. But I I bet you a lot of people that are going to watch this are going to know better than they already. <laughs> and they're going to know that, no, uh, you know, a lot of times they're just trying to tell me something to keep me quiet, to keep me complacent. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. You know, so the opposite of complacency is not rebellion. Okay. And I think some would have you believe that. Mm-hmm. Don't question me. Yeah. I told you this. Why are you going to go behind it? Okay. Why are you rebelling? But it's not rebellion. It's you need to know for yourself. True. Okay. True. And if you trust others that is to true. know for you, that is true. <laughs> you're gonna find out. That is so true. I love that, man. That that that's so true because we all find our, you know, we do find ourselves in that. Um, how can we say that stage or uh, of complacency where someone tells you something, and and I'm trying to think of how how you can put it. Because is that micromanaging? Like you say, you go behind somebody if they said, no, that probably won't, that, that probably doesn't go along with, with, with this conversation. But it can probably dot, once again, like dotted line off. Okay. You know, do you, if you, if, because a person, what am I talking about? It's the laziness, right? Mm-hmm. The laziness has a result at the end. Yes. You know, and I think the complacency has a result in the end kind of what you said earlier so if a person why is a person checking behind me it's because the results have shown or potential results have shown that you've either in the historical (laughs) historically there's some issues or or you just know because of the certain status of a job that that has to be followed up by right that wisdom tells you don't wait to the end to see results Check it out. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. That's so true because when, when in the automotive industry, you know, um, once again, there's a result, right? A mm-hmm. failure. There's a result. There's a, a un. There's an unhappy customer. 
-hmm. right? Why is there an unhappy customer, right? Right. You end up, you know, you following down the path to the root cause or whatever. And if that person that's doing the investigation stays at his desk and say, I've, I've solved the problem. No, you didn't. That's why, you know, the Japanese have this thing. They say, go to Gimba, okay. go to Gimba. And, and going to Gimba is actually go to the point of cause or go to the point of where the failure potentially could have started, okay. you know? And when you go there, that's when, like you said earlier, you start asking the questions. Because yes. if you start asking the questions, then you can get to where the issue began, where, why the result is the way it is. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I think that's important. And then when you find out right there, that's where the complacency of that person created the issue to begin with. Excellent point. But since yeah. you mentioned work, you made me think of something else because you made me think about my own job. OK, <laughs> OK, OK, because. <laughs> We're talking about complacency, but there's also credibility, mm -hmm. okay? So now, if you hear something from a credible source, mm. then is there a need to check it out, mm. okay? See, I'm messing oh, with you now, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So credibility almost fosters complacency on the other side, mm -hmm. okay? Um, because, because I'm thinking on my job, because I am seen as credible, I realize that when people call me and ask me such and such, what's this, what's the status, what's going on? Sometimes verbatim, that person takes that info and then passes it up the chain, right? As if it's 100, okay, I shouldn't say as if it is, but you know, I but I always think about it. I say knowing that this person trusts me 100% and they don't do any checking and they take it and they go forward, it's on me yeah. now yeah. to double check, okay? Because I don't, if that thing boomerangs and it comes back, yeah. I have to be able to prove that what I said That's true. was correct, okay? So then now take that with quote unquote leaders, mm -hmm. Whether it's business leaders, or whether it's in school, whether it's religion or whatever, we have to weigh the credibility of mm -hmm. the person that's giving the information against your need to know things for yourself. Okay. Just because there's credibility doesn't, in my mind, doesn't mean that it takes away my responsibility to know things for myself. Otherwise, I'm doing nothing but being spoon fed. Mm. Okay. That's so true. Okay. So, credibility if someone has earned credibility, you know, mama said this, daddy said that, and, they, and I know they won't lie to me. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's credibility. And they've proven themselves. Okay. But the flip side of that is if I'm always waiting on them to tell me because I trust this or that right is thing, so true. I'm not going to know I, anything for myself. I, 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 I pick up that 100%. 100%. So the credibility source mm -hmm. can create a complacency in the receiver. Even if they're not intending to do so. Not even. In, and, and oh, man, that's pretty good. So, so how do you check that? How do you check? The, what, what I mean by that? Like, how do you check? Okay, the person that is the uh, that the holds the credibility, okay. the person that is credible, mm -hmm. credible source, right? Mm -hmm. How does he pass it, it along mm -hmm. to say, "Don't trust me." <laughs> Double check what. Just say it. How do you do it? Just say it. Yeah, that's true. Because, because see, because yeah. see, this is the other part. A leader, and you and I have talked about this before, mm -hmm. a leader has a responsibility to make sure those under their leadership grow. Yes. And so the person under their leadership may be so comfortable that they're not thinking about growing. So if someone is in a position of leadership, they should have a mindset, knowing that they're credible, knowing that they have nothing but good intentions towards others, mm -hmm. but still they have to have a mind or they should have a mindset of growing. So, you know, I've had a 
pastor in the past after they said such and such, they say, don't believe me. Go look at that for yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In other words, check me out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is, to me, the beginning of teaching someone that they need to know for themselves. Yeah. You know, if I'm a leader and if I've created an atmosphere of trust. Yeah. And also... I'm credible so that trust, the people know it's not going to be misused, okay? Because, see, that's the other thing now. Because, see, you know, we're getting into some yeah. tough areas here. That is. Because if I build up trust, then I can influence you the way, if, if that's where my heart is, okay? Mm -hmm. But if my heart is to do good to you, then it's my mindset to grow you, whether you recognize that that's what I'm doing or not. So I'm going to turn around and challenge you. And so if you repeat what I said, I may turn around and ask you, how do you know that's true? <laughs> and your only is, answer is going to be, because you told me. Yeah. Exactly. And then I'll say, how do you know I'm telling you the truth? Yeah. Then you may say, well, you, you never lied before. I say, well, that's true, but you're going to run into other people. So. That's so true. Yeah. So, so how credible is God? <laughs> yeah. Okay. To me, that's a two-part question. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the one part, okay. And okay. The reason why, before, I don't mean to cut you off, but no, go ahead. I, I know I did. No, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. The reason why I brought that up, that was almost like a, like a punch, right? So it's just like, blah. So the reason why I say that is because when you talk about leadership, there is a, within leadership, there is a, um, an expectation, mm -hmm. right? A leader has an expectation that every, like what you said, that there's people that he's over understands the task at hand. Right. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I said that and and in the in the in those that are underneath him, the delegates or whatever you case you want to call it, right? Underneath him depends on the leader to to share information so the task can be done, right? But it's up to the the delegates or the people that's underneath him to have an understanding of the purpose and understanding the definitions of things, the terminology of things, the definition of things. Mm -hmm. And the reason and and the expectation that's the reason why how credible is God because when God when we look in the scripture right and you see God commands and and points to so many people in the scripture to do something mm -hmm. it seems like the people just did it willy-nilly okay and that's the reason why I, I brought that up because I'm just I'm, I'm really challenging your thought in the, in it so to speak because not only it makes sense but we're getting to, an, an, like you said, another area that we need to start really thinking about this stuff a little bit more. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Because you're saying that, how do I know? It's because you told me, you know, mm -hmm. well, how do you know I'm telling you the truth? Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think in the scripture, you actually seen that dialogue between man and God a couple of times. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of. We know there's a passage that said that he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Right. 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 OK. So we quote it. But what does that really mean? OK. Mm -hmm. To me, it means anything that God is, is accessible to us and he's holding back nothing. OK. Mm -hmm. But there's a caveat to it. We have to approach him the right way. <laughs> OK. And the right way is we can't doubt him as we're approaching him to get the information. OK. Because he understands that there's a way that we think Beautiful. that is contrary to the way he would have us to think. Good. So he needs us to recognize that mindset that's contrary to him, put it aside, and then say, okay, now I'm looking to you for the answers. Mm. Okay? And then here comes the credibility part. Because actually he proved, him, when you look at the scripture, he proved himself credible already. Because mm. when it talks about his testimonies are true. Yeah, that's okay? true. That's true. That's true. And the testimonies that are true was long before we were even born or even recognized that there was something out there that we will call God. Beautiful. Man. So God has already proven himself. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So then it's a, just a matter of yes. Do we look to him and then do we accept it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if we say God is not credible, that doesn't mean God is not credible. <laughs> it just means from our understanding, God is not credible. Yes. Okay? Yes. Oh, you got me going on this <laughs> right now, okay? 
No, because they're beautiful, man. Because see, there are a lot of people, and you know, another thing you and I have talked about before, the scriptures. Because we know that man has translated and so on and so forth. We know that we can accurately point out certain passages that were added or changed or because of someone's understanding. Yeah. So then I would turn around and ask you, since we know that and acknowledge that, does that falsify God? Does that mean God loses any credibility? That, that, that's true, man. That's a good question. I mean, but some people say yes. Yeah. Yeah. Some people say because the scripture has been violated, therefore you can't trust anything in it. So therefore, by default, there's no God. Right, right, right. Okay. But the, yeah, and and the scripture says a fool a fool says in his heart that there is no God. You know what I mean? So, and the, and the thing is, I love that you brought. What was that point you brought up about? Um, you you said that. Is it Hebrews when he says that that he doesn't swear? To want none greater. What, 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 how did that scripture go? Okay, yeah. The one where he says that he could swear by none greater, he swore by, by himself. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, that, and that, that lets you yeah. know that, for one thing, like like to me, and I know how you think about, about God. Like, when we think about this, <clears throat> you talking about, you talking about, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Okay. Know every star by name. You talking about you talking about purpose. Yes. You talking about plan. Mm -hmm. You know, declaring the end from the beginning, you know. And like you said, and I love this, you said that we just showed up here. Right. 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 I mean, why does God have to prove anything to you when you just showed up in nineteen seventy eight? You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Why, why, Okay, you know what I'm saying, and I think he said that to someone else in the scripture. I can't remember what was the the, the prophet he spoke to when he said um, he he actually had that conversation. Um, it wasn't Habakkuk, was it? I think it was Job. If that's what was it, Job? What comes to my mind is remember we we know the, the what the scriptures talk about with Job and how he was afflicted, mm -hmm. and then his friends came and sat with him, and so on and so forth. And then Job was basically saying, "God, I demand your audience, okay? Because I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't deserve what happened to me. I've been doing right. My so-called friends here are telling me that I've been doing wrong." And that's why all this happened to me. But I know I haven't been doing wrong. So God, I demand an audience. Wow. And then God turned around and said, okay, I'm going to ask you some questions, right? <laughs> <laughs> Put him in his place. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. do you know that I've done such and such a thing? You know, concerning, you know, the doors how and 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 in the sea, how the sea waves can yes, come, only yeah, come so far yeah. and then go back. And yeah. God says, I did. I did. Yeah, me. Can you do that? Did you know? That's you know. Beautiful. And then he turned around and started talking about some of the creatures. You know, a bird gives birth and then acts like it didn't give birth, <laughs> leaving the children or the eggs to whatever predators may come around. Right. Yeah. In our mind, we say that's not right. But God is telling Job, I did that. So are you going to question me about why I did that to my creation? Okay, and so see, he's doing all of this to let Job know before you come at me, you need to know what you're dealing with. Okay, then he he mentioned another animal that's totally wild, like I don't know a a crocodile, right? And then he asked him and said, "Would you take that animal into your home as a pet?" And he and of course, no, no way, right? Because I fear for my safety. The point is, God was letting Job know who he's dealing with. And he's letting him know that you need to understand who I am before you approach me. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we need to do. It's not that God was trying to scare Job, mm -hmm. but Job, in the mindset that he was in, was justifying himself. Yeah. Okay? And God is letting us know that he is the justifier by faith yeah. of those that come to him the way God would have them come to him. By letting go of your own mind, your own thoughts, your own understanding, and then going to him that way. It doesn't mean you lose yourself or you lose your ability to make choices. But you understand you have to get into this vein before you can follow God. You can't go to God questioning him and thinking that he's wrong until he proves to you that he's right. 
because God's already done that through his testimonies, proven to you mm -hmm. that he's right. If you recognize it and accept it, now he gives you free course to seek him. And that's what he's looking for. That's beautiful. That is that is so true. And I think all of that is part of, I think, what we were talking about earlier as far as if you are a leader over someone mm -hmm. and you have credibility with them. That's it. Okay. How do you deal with them in such a way where you don't violate that trust mm -hmm. and you're causing them to grow even to the point where they can be where you are? Because that's really what's supposed to happen. We are supposed to create leaders yeah. and people who know why they're walking the walk, not just out of obligation or because the Bible says so. He wants you to understand why, and he's proven himself so that when you go to him, you know why you go to him and you're going willingly, not out of necessity, not because the worst thing will happen is you're going to go to this hell. That's not God, and that's not how God comes to us. Yeah. But see, that's how man has presented God to other men. Mm -hmm. And then so then you run to God out of fear, not because you really want to be that's with true, him. man. A leader knows this and causes an individual to see you don't run to God out of fear, as in I'm afraid of you. Because you, in that case, you don't know God, and you don't really want to go to him. But God wants you to approach him because you want to know him because what he's proven up to this point is like oh this got my attention yeah. i want more of this so yeah. but to me all that comes into being a leader with credibility yeah that's beautiful man yeah that that, that means something man that that really means something and it's it's really if you if you and that's the reason why we have to slow down okay right that's one reason why we have to slow down not being complacent when you slow down <laughs> But you slow down with the intent to understand more or, it's, or understand what's being said mm -hmm. and, and, and ask the right questions, man. Like you have the right to ask the right questions. Any question. Any question to the leader. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You should. You know, a lot of people say that um, um, you, don't, you don't ask me a question. You just, com you just, just hear the command and I want you to follow if you ask me any questions or whatnot. No, if that has my yeah. life have something to do with it, you know what I mean, or my brothers that's going down there with me, I think, I think I I have the right to ask mm -hmm. a question as far as you know the safety is concerned, you know. Because choice, and you've heard yeah. me talk about that before. Because God has given each of us choice, mm -hmm. and with that choice, we have to utilize wisdom, understand, understanding, instruction, mm -hmm. in order to know what we should do and what we shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. It's our choice to make those, to go down this path or that path. And a leader cannot, in God's eyes, cannot take over that responsibility and do it for you. Yeah. You know, we've mm -hmm. heard, you know, you've heard on TV and some of these movies where people are taking advantage of people where if their check is coming to them, they make you sign over the check to them and then they sort of hand out money to you. You know, I believe, unfortunately, a lot of leaders or pastors really have that mindset mm. where they sort of feed to the people what they think the people need. But the God never took the responsibility of accountability away from the individual to make their own choice and to make their own, their own choice. They have to know what choices are correct and what choices are incorrect and it's up to them so that's why as we're talking you got to ask questions. that is so true man because now you got me thinking a little bit further so when you see jesus on the mount and 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 he he's given the beatitudes and he goes on his discourse mm -hmm. to me what you're saying is accurate because who doesn't look at the Lord Jesus as a leader? Right. You know what I mean? Right. But he was giving instructions on how you can be accountable for your actions. Did you look at the Beatitudes as a command? No. I don't look at it as no. a command. No. I, I look at them as, as a, 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 a process of living. A mm, 
can I explain that? Well, I look at it this way. What he was doing, because you know in Hebrews, and I forget which chapter, it talks about that he was showing a new and living way. Yeah. Yeah, and that way was through the flesh, right? Yeah. And most of us took that as the flesh as him going to the cross and dying, okay? That was part of it, but that wasn't what it was really referring to when it says through the flesh. I look at it as being able to please God given the fact that you are in this fleshly mortal body, mm-hmm. that you can still please God. Mm-hmm. That Agreed. through the flesh, okay? Because... Otherwise, not it wasn't given by God to everyone to go on the cross and die. But guess what? It was given by God to everyone to be able to please like God, that. even having this natural flesh. So the mm-hmm. Beatitudes that you were talking about, it wasn't a command. It was showing the people there's a way to please God if you listen to what I'm saying. There's a way where when you naturally think, because I think one of them was you have heard it said, love your neighbors, hate your enemies, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, that was common understanding That's of so men. True. But true. then Jesus, as we would say, he flipped did. the script, he right? Did. He did. What are you doing? You're denying that pride of someone offended me, so now mm-hmm. I have to offend them or because they're my enemy, right? Why is this person your enemy? Okay. Well, they're my enemy because they're from around the block or they're, they're, they're female and I'm male or they're of a different race or a different nationality. But when God says all souls are mine, mm-hmm. then, what, then why do you have an enemy? Right. The true enemy is not another person walking around. The true enemy is, are those mindsets or those thoughts that stand against the development of God within an individual. Mm. So, so when you, so that, so what you're saying is, it's no way that you can be complacent. Well, I can't say no way is an absolute or never is an absolute. And I got to be careful about saying okay. that, right? So, okay. but what I will say is when, when, when you look at the Beatitudes, when Jesus says, you know, um, um, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God, mm-hmm. you know? Blessed are they that um, uh, mourn, for they shall be comforted. And then on down the line, right? And that's what he's saying is the mindset, the lifestyle, the thought process. Blessed is the man. And when he says man, of course, he's including women as well. Gender neutral, as I like to say. Yeah. So when you look at this, man, you have to ask the question and say, you know, once again, accountability. When you were commanded to do something... Um, in the old, which is not necessarily to me a bad thing when you look at the law, because the law was, you know, or, or it is, can, you can still look at the law and learn something from it, right? You can apply it, you know, uh, you know, every day. Um, it was do as you're told, right? Okay. But but what is the joy in doing it when you are? commanded to do something you don't open up something there like so how can i i'm trying to get it well i'm trying to get it out of my head right okay well the scriptures you know galatians chapter four talks about that Mm -hmm. when it says that air i believe or or is you know the son is an heir even as they're a child Okay. Exactly. But because they're a child, they're under governors and tutors, right? Mm-hmm. Until the time that the father says, okay, yep, you're ready to assume the responsibility. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just like our children, we don't re- we don't try to reason with them when they aren't at the point where they can be reasoned with. Yeah. Yeah. We tell them, we enforce, right? And is that wrong? No, because they aren't at the point where they can be reasoned with. Yeah or understand or make proper judgments. That's why being a parent is so important in yeah. God's eyes, okay? Raise up a child, right? Yeah, yeah. In the way that it should go. Um, so what God is doing with us, even in the Old Testament, the commands, yes, it sounds like it's harsh, but really it's guidelines to keep you down the right path, mm-hmm. knowing that he's preparing you for the point, to get to the point where you can make decisions. Yeah for yourself. Okay. So 
that's what's happened now. Now that we understand that we have the choice, mm-hmm. we have other people are trying to basically tell us, you don't really have the choice. You look to me. I'm yeah. your yeah. I'm your covering, Ethan. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and and you have to do what I say, and I have to run it through God before you can. And that's not God's plan. You know, yes, he said, you know, there's, you know, pastors, you know, apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, you know, teachers. Um, but so, yes, they are part of the body. They are in the body. But the church, as we know it, has sort of distorted that understanding to the point where pastor is operates in a way that God wasn't really intending for it to operate because and the reason I say that is because God did not give an individual leader apostle pastor evangelist teacher the responsibility of taking away your choice taking away your mm, ability to good. ask questions so that you can choose your path. That's a good point. Okay. And that's what I mean by they don't have that right. And if they impose themselves and and present themselves as if they do, that's out of God's will. And I didn't say it before, but a lot of people refer to it as a fivefold ministry, right? Yeah. And I said that they've taken one of the positions, the pastor, and elevated it Mm -hmm. to the point where it's as if that person is responsible for making choices for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm saying that's not God's way. Yeah. Um, because God has still laid upon the shoulders or the heart of the individual to make yes. choices for themselves individually as to which way they're going to go. And so go ahead. That's it. That's it. So the support that God has given them, you know, you know, when he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men and he gave some apostles and, you know, so on and so forth, mm-hmm. as the scripture mm-hmm. says, they are there for the support Understood. for the building up of individuals mm-hmm. so that individuals can make the right choice as with respect to walking with God. Exactly. Okay. It's never been, I tell you what to do and then you do it the way I tell you to do and then God's going to bless you. Mm-hmm. And you have to follow me because the scripture says that you have to obey me, obey them that have rule over you as they that what. And of course, you know, our brother Frank Grant, he would, you know, he said, but there's more to that scripture. You got to keep reading it. Right. (laughs) You know, um, and I can't quote. It doesn't come to me what comes after that. But I know what he was saying is true. Yeah. But the point I'm getting at is we have this turned around where we think top down as far as. I have the knowledge of God. I dispense it. And then if you follow me, God's going to be pleased with you. But God says, if I'm using you, if I've given you a gift, that gift is used to build, is to be used to build up the individual. So the individual can make the choice as to whether or not they're going to walk with God or not. So God is never going to lay on the responsibility of those that he's gifted the choice that you make. Going back to who was it? Um, Ezekiel. I know who you're talking about. You know, yeah. he was saying, you know, as I'm a watchman, so woe to me yeah. if I don't warn you. Okay. That's, right. That's the extent. That's right. So I'm supposed to tell you, counsel you, encourage you, so on and so forth, knowing all along that is your choice. Mm-hmm. But if the minute I give you the impression that it's my choice for you, Man, that's, I'm in that's, trouble that's, with God. That's powerful, man. I'm in trouble with God now, and I may not even know it because I'm deceived thinking that because I found a scripture that says, you obey me, therefore I'm right in doing that. But no. That's powerful. That's powerful. Am I in but, trouble now? No, you're in trouble now. <laughs> you're in because, because what you're saying is going against our what we know today as how the church is set up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And And I think that I think that it's been it's been so um, ingrained in us to have that covering over us that I think the hesitation of even saying anything against that causes people to believe that you're a heretic or something. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. know. Um, what happens is, 
and, and <clears throat> complacency was the word I was looking for. Okay. When you do that, the what what you just said about how we've elevated the pastors and we've ele elevated men to yeah. be the spoke the spoke person over your life, mm -hmm. you cause the receiver, the individual, to be complacent. Thank you. There you go. Right. Our way of doing this, it encourages complacency and it causes people to feel comfortable being complacent because mm -hmm. someone else got my back. Mm -hmm. Bishop said this. Bishop said that. Mm -hmm. Pastor said that. Okay. As long as I'm in, I'm in good standing with Bishop or with Pastor, then I'm supposedly in good standing with God. Ooh, yeah. That's the understanding. Okay. But God says, no. God says, your soul is mine, yeah. the individual. That's why I keep talking about the individual so much, because I know that the church, you know, some say, well, when you're talking church, you're not talking about an individual. You're talking about a, a mass, right? Mm -hmm. But I say, yes, but that mass is made up of individuals. Yeah, that's true. You got to start with the individual before you can have a group. And who was the first individual in the church? Jesus. Jesus. He was. And then because of the work that he did, others seeing him and then desiring to be just like him, just like the father as well, they joined with him. Mm -hmm. and what does the scripture say? Where two or three are gathered together in my midst, I'll be, I'll be there in the midst yeah. of them. Yeah. So then once you have two, guess what? You have a church. Yeah. Because you have a gathering of like-minded individuals. So whether it's two or two million, it's still the same thing, yeah. church. But if you think about churches, you have to have like, I guess with the Jews, you have to have a quorum in the synagogue, you have to have 10, you know. But see, God doesn't work that way. Right. It just takes one to start, and of course Jesus being the author and finisher of our faith, and then those that join with him. You know, what St. John 17, Jesus said, I pray not only for you, the apostles or the disciples at the time, but I pray for them that believe on me through your word. And then another point within that same chapter, he said that you may be one as me and the father are one so that we can all be yeah. one Beautiful. of one mind, one harmony. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that that alone should cause you question complacency. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Like, because if you look at, for one thing, what the Father is doing, Jesus says, um, um, he said, the Father works, I work hitherto. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and when you look at that work itself, right, I don't see laziness, right? I don't yeah. see complacency. I see a driven attitude by the Lord Jesus. I see a passion, mm -hmm. you know, that caused him to understand previously right. what men failed at and was able to accomplish exactly what God intended for man to do. In my, and it's to me, that one single word is seeking God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because many of us have been led to believe that once we're saved, mm -hmm. we found him and therefore we don't need to seek him anymore. But when the opposite is really true. Because once you mm. see him, the more, what's the saying? The more I know, the more I realize I don't know. Okay? <laughs> That's so true. So it the more true. the Lord reveals to us concerning his ways, I have found that the more I see, the more I realize that there's more. Yeah. Okay? And Ethan, I want the more. <laughs> <laughs> I do too, man. I do too. I want the more. Yeah, okay? True. Because it's, 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 okay, good isn't the right word. Yeah. Okay. It, it fails in comparison to describe what it is. It's wonderful. And that doesn't yeah. even fit. But, yeah. the, you know, the bottom line is the more the Lord reveals of mm -hmm. himself, it gets, okay, I'm going to use improper English. It gets gooder <laughs> and gooder <laughs> and gooder. Okay. I'm yeah. purposely mispronouncing <laughs> the English language here. But I think you, you get my point, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want more. Yeah. Okay. And then we get more and more into, as the scripture said, that brighter day. Mm -hmm. 
you know, mm -hmm. until Christ be formed in you. Yeah. That's a growth process. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyone within the body, whether it's the fivefold, as it's called, and I don't really like that terminology, but a lot of people use that mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. you know, for example, deacons weren't mentioned in that passage, but deacons are part of it. Yeah. So yeah. therefore yeah. now it's sixfold. No, just, I'm, <laughs> I'm just teasing. Now, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you get in trouble with this. Right. This <laughs> but, but but the point is, God has provided for the body mm -hmm. his spirit, mm -hmm. and then he utilizes individuals. Yeah. And when those individuals yield their spirit to operate just as God would have it, mm -hmm. God's going to be glorified, not the individual. Yeah. Yeah. That's the important part. Yes. That's important. And what are we doing this for? Because even when. You know, when you look at the, you know, how um, the Lord, once again, go back to the Lord Jesus. If you see how he pre um, presented himself, mm -hmm. he says, I always do the things that please the Father. He kept, yep. If, if God was up, he kept pointing yep. up. I can do nothing. Mm -hmm. He said, I can do nothing of nothing. myself, you know, and that means something. Mm -hmm. Right. So so that means that um, that I need to ask the question, if this man says that I do nothing of myself, right? I need to understand the source of where he's getting his power from and his inspiration from, you see? Mm -hmm. And he's opened the door for us to, mm -hmm. to, to do that, to ask that question. So right? if you say you're his disciple and you believe in him, but you don't know the answer to that, here comes the complacency part. Are yeah. You, are you going to be content with not knowing? <laughs> content, there go the other one. You know, are you going to be content with not knowing? <laughs> yes, yes. Or are you going to overcome complacency and say, if it's like there that. for me to know, I want to know. I like that. And it's, and he's not going to withhold it from me. I like that. He will withhold no good things. See, most of us think that's material things. Mm. He will withhold no good thing from them that love him. Yeah. Spiritual things. Yeah. Yeah. The fruit of the Spirit the mindset that produces the fruit of the spirit, he's not going to hold that back from you because we have made the choice to deny the enmity that comes through the carnal mind. And then all of God is available to us. If we're not complacent. Wow. Wow. I love that. I love that you said overcoming complacency. Yes. I love that. You know, that's, that's <laughs> awesome, man. Like, like, like seriously, when you think about these words, laziness, you know, Okay, you the say Bible talks about the sluggard, right? He, he, he does, he does, man. He, he he really does. The Bible talks about the sluggard. I think he talks about um, slothful, mm -hmm. slothfulness. Mm -hmm. You know, it talks about all those things. And every time those um, actions are mentioned, it's a negative. It's it's a negative thing towards mm -hmm. God. You know, because if you look at God, God is always working. You know what I mean? He's always operating. Listen, I mean, come on, man. You know, mm -hmm. you know if 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 you when has God rested? Right. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Because if God rested, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm in trouble, you know. And so so we have to consider a lot of things when this, this topic comes up, you know, about complacency. And what does this mean in our lives? What do we do with this complacency? How do I know that is there? You know what I mean? How do I know that? Man, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. You know. Yeah, one way to ask is, and I don't necessarily mean reading scriptures or learning verses, but periodically asking yourself, am I closer to God today than I was yesterday yeah. or a week ago? Have I sought him? Has he given me an understanding greater than I previously mm -hmm. had? All of those questions would show that I have a mindset to seek, mm -hmm. to grow, to expand. But if I'm not doing that, if I'm just sitting back saying, I've, I've gone over the leaps of whatever people say saved is. We're not going to get into that right now, but yeah. whatever people say saved is, if I've done that, then I'm good. Yeah, yeah. And all I got to do is sit back. Some say sit back and not sin. Others will say sin is okay because Jesus, but yeah, we're yeah, not getting into yeah, that part either, yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, it, it, the result is complacency. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's, it's, it's a negative action, man. And I think that we really need to to consider that more and more often. Have, am I being complacent? You know, you know, and I think religion does teach that. You yes. know, religion, religion, yes. religion teaches that at the core, mm -hmm. so to speak, you know, right. because if you believe or not even believe, it has nothing to believe. But if you how many of us, mm -hmm. if we saw that someone 
in our church was able to, able to put two scriptures together. We called them, oh, you're going to be a preacher. <laughs> right off the two. Right, right. right. Because you can put two or three scriptures yeah, together and you yeah. sound good if you're leading testimony service or you're encouraging someone speaking on, I don't know, the Sunday school lesson or whatever. Oh, you're going to be a preacher now. Yeah. Okay. And, but the implication is only those that are seeking the calling search out the scriptures. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the underlying mm. implication mm. there. Mm. So then if you don't feel that calling, then therefore, why really know the scriptures? So yeah. a lot of people that are believers don't really know scripture. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they believe in the doctrinal mm, points that mm. their leadership has expounded to them. Mm. And since they believe in that, they believe that's all they need to know. So the doctrinal points, so see this going to another subject. <laughs> With an S on it, F A F A I T. I know how to spell it. <laughs> F-A-I-T-H-S, yeah. okay? How many faith or, or, or are what faith are what faith are you of? Right. right. Yeah. As if there are many faiths. But we know the scripture says is one Lord, one faith. Okay. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean one doctrine. Like there's one church and whether it's the Holy Roman Church or the this church or that's not what that's talking about. Right. That faith only refers to approaching God the way God would have you approach him. That's the one faith. Otherwise, we get what we call faiths, which is this is who we are and this is what we believe. Mm -hmm. So you have some people, and I don't hear too much about it now, who they say, I'm a red letter believer. <laughs> and what's a red letter believer? Right, right. Well, right. only what Jesus said. Yeah, right, right. So then only, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and a couple of places in Acts, and then in Revelation. Yeah, yeah. That's it, because I believe in Jesus, right? Yeah. And then there are others, you know, and, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I know I mentioned the Holy Roman Church, but I'm not going to get into all the others, and I'm not picking on the Holy Roman right, Church. Right. Either. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, that was the first one that came to my mind. Mm -hmm. But um, the... The point is, when man thinks that there are different faiths, mm. Satan has won. Mm. Because God is not saying you can come to me this way or you can come to me this way, but just so you believe in God, you can all end up at the same point at the end. Mm. That one faith is a faith that he started out with when he was talking to Abram and changed his name from Abram mm. to Abraham. And that's why, and Jesus showed that same faith. It's the faith that results in a soul denying the carnal operation so that the spirit of God can dwell richly in them. Mm. That's the faith, okay? So if we believe that, well, because we believe that he's this and we believe that he's that and we believe that you have to do this, 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 and that, and then you're saved. Over here, we say we believe this and that, and then you do these things, but not this thing. Right, okay? right, right, right. So then how many different, quote unquote, faiths do we yeah, have on yeah, earth? Yeah. And then even among within Christianity, how many different, quote unquote, faiths are there within Christianity? I'm told there are thousands. Yeah, it probably you know, is. Of just those who say I'm Christian. Yeah. And so is that God's way? No, no it can't be God's so. way. So, you know, people who believe in doctrine only... Essentially, they go as far as, well, this is my church and this is who we are. This is what we believe, you know, and then we prove it by our works to man, you know, whether, you know, we feed the sick and we clothe, the, you know, those that are homeless. And, and I'm not mocking that at all. You know, I'm not. Right, right. Those are needful and of necessity. Okay. Period. Yeah. Okay. That being said. And we give to those from time to time. Yes. You know yes. Yes. So. But God is trying to change the heart. Yeah. Okay. That's the key. And when the heart is the way God would have it to be, then the deeds follow. Mm -hmm. Many people feel like if I do the deeds that are good, then God is pleased with me. Mm -hmm. But if my heart isn't equal with the deeds, well, then that's okay because I'm doing the deeds. Mm -hmm. And see, unfortunately, a lot of people believe that. And so, you know, they, through their quote-unquote doctrine, and belief systems say, if I do this, 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 and that, I'm going to yeah, yeah, heaven. Yeah. Okay. But that's not God's way either. Yeah. Yeah. God is trying to change the heart. Mm -hmm. 
And God is trying to change the heart so that it operates just like God is, his character and his nature is. And if a person doesn't believe that, it doesn't matter what their quote-unquote faith is. Yeah, yeah. You know, we talked about this the other day about, you know, you got to first believe what? That God is. God is. You know, in the story, in the story. And I think we've complicated it so much. You know, I think we've complicated by putting man-made operations into play uh-huh. because, well, I mean, it's no because. It's just that's what men do. That's what men do. That's what we do. We do. But when the scripture, when we look at it, and it said you got to believe that God is, and he's a rewarder of them mm-hmm. that diligently seeks him. So then why would you seek him? <laughs> do you seek him out of command because you must do it? Or you seek it out of desire, desire because you choose to, because you desire. saw something in God. Desire. God showed you something for which you desire. Mm-hmm. And, and that's beautiful, you know, and you know, and you know, what I, <clears throat> what I look at is this. Man or men and women are, are, are special, very special to me. Definitely. Very special. And when you sit down and listen to people and when they tell you about their experiences, right? And some of them believe that certain things is luck. Some believe that it, it, they'll blame it. You know, they don't necessarily know that they would never give credit to God. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. But to me, that's all God. Rather they choose to acknowledge it or not. In my understanding, I would say, that's a God operation right there. That's a God that manifests himself. And it's just sad that that um, God cares for his creation so much that he He doesn't go down and, you know what I mean, or come to an understanding and, and, and tell them, you know, that was me. You know, <laughs> you know, that's me that just helped you out right there. I'm looking for your praise right now. Um <laughs> Can I get can Praise I, anybody? anybody <laughs> yeah, yeah, anybody. God doesn't do that. You no. see what I'm saying? He doesn't do that. And I think that what it once a person realized that this feat that happened was far above any circumstance or power that I can that I've known, mm-hmm. then I think that that is a nudge to the right direction to to understand the Creator. You yes. know what I mean? Kind of yes. push. I, I look at you know you brought up Abraham. Or Abram at the time, right? Call from the Ur of Chaldees or whatnot. As we know the scripture to be, you right. know, because lately I've been hearing a lot of other stuff. I mean, you know, it's just like, but I'm sticking to the, to to what I've read in the scripture, all right? Because it helped me out, you see. So there's there's so many. Just to give you a heads up, is that there's so many other scriptures now that, or other books that have come to light to debunk scripture or whatever the case may be. That's fine. People can believe what they want to believe. But when I look at the scripture, it does something to my heart. Because when I look at experiences through man, that how God has dealt with man, Mm -hmm. you know, in some form or fashion, that says that I can learn from that to be a better person the way God intended for us to become. So if if God saw Abram and saw something that was in his heart Mm -hmm. to bring him out, that means something to me. Yes. So if it if he brought Abram out of one predicament to a potential better uh, predicament, why wouldn't he do that for me? Come on now. Yes. You you see what I'm saying? And that's yes. why I look at the scripture and say that. You know, when I look at David, man, the, the brother did something terrible. You know, mm-hmm. he had he had Uriah, one, Uriah killed because he wanted his wife. Mm-hmm. And openly did it, you know, openly did it, you know, mm-hmm. but he said, creating me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit, you know, and, and it took a moment when they, you know, when Nathan had to come up to him and, and, and you know, he had to break it down <laughs> to a little story, had to tell him about himself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, and I look at that and say that David, that's me. Okay. If David broke down like that and said, creating me a, a clean heart, renewing mm-hmm. me a right spirit. Why wouldn't I be able to say that too? Now, yes. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yes. So, so it's it's about the experiences of God dealing with man and man's own failures and accomplishments. Where I can say, if these brothers did it and sisters did it, I can do it too. So that's why I look at the scripture and say, my my my. You know, um, 
And I've and I've not only that I can do it, most of us have seen it happen. You know, we've experienced that in our own lives or yes. whatnot. So I think a complacent person is to say, I don't need to read the scripture because I know what it says. I I a complacent person and a slothful person rather hear someone tells them about the word instead of going into the scripture themselves and read it. Because when you read, it's something like this, man. When people read scripture, they read scripture, but they don't necessarily see the word of God as right. they. Right. <laughs> you that's know true. what I'm saying? You know, and that's kind of like how I look at it, you know, and it's such a beautiful thing, man. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. Like a complacent person will not seek God the way God would have them to seek him. Yeah. And, and I put that proviso there because, you know, people may think they're seeking God by just reading scripture. Mm -hmm. They think they're seeking God by just attending church services and being faithful mm -hmm. member of the church, okay? And I'm not saying you can't get there through those methods, okay? But God is always looking at the heart. It's always the heart. Okay? It's not about duty or procedure. It's about the status of your heart. Mm -hmm. Do you desire to let go of those thoughts that cause you to be separated from God? in your mm. heart and in your mind and choose to seek after those thoughts and mindsets that will help you draw closer to God. Whatsoever things are good, whatsoever yeah. things are lovely, honest, so on and so forth. Think on these things. Why? Because they will help you to see God in a more perfect way. And in doing that, you're actively keeping out of your mind things of negativity, mm. things that don't draw you to God, but further away from God. So yeah, you're making yeah. a choice even in that when so even though it may sound like a command, you know, whatsoever is good, lovely, honest, perfect, you know, good report, you know, if there be any virtue, any praise mm -hmm. that sounds like, well, he's telling you what to do, mm -hmm. but he's not telling you what to do. He's showing you there you go the path that will lead to righteousness if you just choose to follow the path. And in choosing to follow that path, you realize that there's another mindset, like Paul talked about in Romans chapter 7, that doesn't want you to follow that path, right? <laughs> That's right. That's so right. it's not that you're a quote-unquote bipolar, but you recognize that mm -hmm. there's another mindset that now you have to, as Paul said, I die daily. Yeah. So now you have to be aware that there's another thought pattern there that will cause you to desire your own and not the things of God. And you have to make that choice. Your pastor can't do it. Your bishop can't do it. Your teacher can't do it. You have to do it. But if those in the position are operating as God would have them operate, you can pull from them in order to make that choice for yourself. Man, that's beautiful. Yeah, I would never say, so therefore, there are no pastors. God says, off with the heads of all the pastors. No, no. <laughs> you know, we know but, what you're saying. Yeah. The way to do it is God's way and not man's yeah. way. I think like um and I'm being careful. That's why I'm, I'm being very careful by saying this. Is um are we lifting up titles higher than what God has intended? And I think we said that earlier, didn't we? I think I think we said something along that line. Well, and, and, and the reason why I say that is once again, once again, you're setting yourself up for failure. If the, the status of the heart of that individual that you're, that you're under, so to speak, mm -hmm. is not in alignment with the father. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Like, so now, now all the words and actions that's been trickled down to that individual what does he do? How does he recognize that his covering is not a covering? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like to me, like the Bible tells you flat out, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Mm -hmm. And it says this to scripture right after it says, for it is God, which worketh in you both to will and, and to, to do, do of his good pleasure, mm -hmm. not the pleasure of anybody else. Right. And why are we, if it's, if I am God's soul, Right? Well, God has given me his soul and his spirit, right? And choice. And choice. 
Yeah, there you go. Right. It's sort of, I keep throwing it in. If God has done that, that means that in, in, in my mind,